Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. What I do is I help couples heal from crises such as infidelity. I also help couples rekindle passion and feel alive again. And I also help individuals recover and heal and process trauma so they can go on with their lives using uh, an approach called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about the courageous relationship. What does that look like? Anybody that's heard me speak, I talk about how many of, the, many of the problems we have in our intimate relationships is because we tend to protect ourselves. And the protecting ourselves, which is only natural, is what kills the relationship. And so what we have to do is go opposite the reflex to close or to fight or flight and to stay open through joy and also through pain. So we need courage. So that's what this is about. Look, relationships are not for the faint of heart. Relationships are not for cowards. Relationships are for brave people that are willing to go for it. And just like people that are successful in their careers typically have to take chances and take risks and be willing to even be you know, rejected, judged, it's the same thing in relationships. We, we can't play it too safe. If we, if we rest every once in a while together and... And, you know, watch a movie or watch TV, that's great. But it can't be a lifestyle. We need to have um, many times consistently where we leave our comfort zones and take chances. So we need to create both safety and adventure in relationships. That's really what makes it work. What makes intimate relationships wonderful is that we create a safe place. That is a place where we can be ourselves. But that becomes a launching pad to create adventures. And the courageous relationship has elements of both safety and adventure. One of the things I have found is that when a couple uses the relationship for their own self-development, that is a great recipe for relationship success. So you're basically doing two things at the same time. One is you're developing yourself, and two is you're developing the relationship. For example... When I encourage my wife to talk to me about things that she's angry at me about, it helps me develop my ability personally to self-soothe even when my partner is angry, which is a very important skill to have. And also, it helps me be more resilient. But of course, as the relationship, it also helps the relationship grow where we begin having uh, the capacity to talk about tough conversations Because when we can talk about tough conversations, then we're free to also have love and joy and romance and passion. I always say we're not selective stuffers. In other words, if I stuff my anger, my hurt, my pain 98% of the time, I'm probably on some level stuffing my zest and my enthusiasm for the relationship 98% of the time. That is not a recipe of success. So, if I had a hidden camera in a room where a couple was what I call the courageous couple, 
This is what I would see. They talk about what bothers them, like I was just talking about. They can be vulnerable, even when angry. What does that mean, vulnerable when angry? They don't retreat into fight or flight. When I'm angry, I still look at you. I still connect with you. I could even touch you and say, I'm so angry at you right now because I am I'm, I'm feeling my feelings. I'm courageously creating an intention to share with you, not dump on you, not punish you, but to connect with you even when I'm angry. We notice our fear, for example. This is another thing. We notice our fear, but we don't succumb to it. It's very natural. Using the same example, if my wife is really angry at me and comes at me, you know, and she's just really mad, chances are that I will initially have some feeling, some fear response in my body. Notice it, but don't succumb to it. Now, just briefly, I'll say what it looks like if I succumb to it is going to be either getting angry back at her as a defense or just avoiding her entirely. But when I don't succumb to it, I notice the fear, but I look at her and I stay connected to her. I stay connected to my own body and I stay connected to her. So what it looks like is you have these people that are staying connected. It's like they, they, you, don't, you don't have, the conversation of expressing anger doesn't look a whole lot different than expressing about the weather uh, in terms of eye contact, in terms of being there and being present. Their hearts remain open even when their reflexes are to close down or to fight. They, they, this couple, they see conflict not as a bad thing, but as an opportunity to make room for both people's perspectives. They live from the word and, not or. It's not your perspective or mine, or your feelings or mine. It's, it's yours and mine. It's yours and mine. They, there's room. They, 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 uh, if you're hearing them, so it's not only, well, I guess a hidden camera that, that also a hidden video camera, let's say. So you get to get audio. What you'd be hearing in their dialogue is that both people take turns, that I get a point to, I get an opportunity to express myself and I feel heard by you and you could see it. And then the other person does too. It's not like point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint. Nobody's really taking in the other person. What it also looks like is they create novelty. As they go traveling to new places or they go you know, on new dates or they even go to new restaurants or they, they do things together. They have adventures together. They, uh, they do it, just the two of them. They do it with friends. There's, there's a variety of ways that they are, they're comfortable with just the two of them, but they're also comfortable socially with other people. Uh, they trust each other, and <clears throat> they both have sufficient time to do their own thing, separate from the other person. They may have very different desires, but they're allowed to pursue their passions. So that gives them the sense of aliveness that they need to have, so that when they come together, they can really give each other good energy. They have the safety of sharing their inadequacies. This is not a place where they have to always look good, in the bedroom and out of the bedroom. Okay, they could, they could talk about the things that, that they've failed at, that they've had a tough day at work, they look bad, so that they could get support from the other person. They allow themselves to feel loved even when they haven't performed well, even when they're demonstrating some vulnerabilities inside of them. They give love, they receive love. And uh, I just quickly mentioned, but in the bedroom they are explorers just like they are out of the bedroom. They explore, they try new things, they have the safety 
of non-judgmentalness and 100% acceptance no matter what happens as an outcome. They're not concerned about sexual performance because <coughs> you know, they courageously don't take it personally. They know they love each other. And so it's room to try new things and it doesn't always work out and that's all okay and they keep going. Uh, they, um, they know that the emphasis in the bedroom is to tune into each other's needs and, and, uh, and do their best to meet the needs and create pleasure for themselves as well as for the other person. They're not perfect, but who is, right? Uh, when they have problems, when they slip into old modes, because the courageous couple, sometimes they slip into their fear modes. And when they slip into their fear modes, there's reactivity, there's fight or flight. But they recover quickly. They go, ah, oh, there I go. I slipped into my old mode. I regressed. I apologize. They do it within seconds or minutes. Um, and they apologize. Let's try this again. This time, talk to me and I won't get defensive. Well, let's try the sexual thing again, and this time I'm not going to be so concerned about my own performance, and rather I will pay attention to you and notice how you're doing and not be so concerned. They, they put a pri priority on each other's and their own well-being, and, and they emphasize self-care. So they don't just blindly go after money. Money's great, uh, but they, they, they live their life, they create a work-life balance so that there's time to spend together. They courageously decide how they want to live their life and they value their life and where they want to live and how much time they devote to work so they can have still time for each other uh, as well as for their own well-being and their own self-care. And like I said, they own their own stuff. They repair. So that's very important, this whole idea of repair. Being a courageous couple means when we slip, we repair, we recover. And we don't have to continue being destructive even if we were for a short period of time. So that's what the courageous couple looks like. I have helped thousands of couples look like that. I'm here for you as well. You can also click on the link, Seven Secrets to a Sexy Marriage. And I wish you all the best in reaching your relationship potential. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show. 